Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and I am so grateful you are joining us today. Um, wow, it's Friday, and I think it's like September 25th. Holy moly, <laughs> when this show airs. So whether you're listening now or in the future, I am still grateful that you are joining us. And today we have a very interesting and kind of different kind of conversation for me and for this show. And um, wow, our topic is, what does the dad say? And my very special guest today is Johnny Musumichi. And let me tell you a little bit about Johnny. Um, I actually found out about Johnny in this fantastic group that we both participate in. Um, it's uh, created by, uh, on Facebook, and it's created by Vanessa Talbot, who is uh, another uh, life coach, empowerment coach, and a amazing all-around person. And um, Johnny had put up a video in this uh, group. Part of one of the things we do is a get-to-know-each-other uh, kind of way that we can post for one of the days during the week. And I saw Johnny's video, and what Johnny does is he is the bloke's best mate during separation and divorce times. And I thought that was so unique and different, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And what Johnny does is he works with men through the, who are going through the process of separation or divorce, the ending or the changing of a relationship. And he is really all about empowering men to have their voice throughout this process and to really be present and, and not go down that path of um, how horrible things can be, um, how difficult it can be, and while there are definitely some challenges in the process, and I think many of the people in the listening audience can relate to this, um, Johnny is really about staying in the place of positiveness and empowerment. And I really thought that was awesome. And I had not seen anybody out there with that particular niche or message or desire. So thank you, Johnny, first of all, for being uniquely you and for putting yourself out into the world. And welcome to the show, Johnny, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. You are so welcome. I'm so glad this worked out for us. Um, we're both kind of having fun in the in the group, aren't we? In the spotlighters. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's definitely a fantastic group. Definitely, yes. I love it. Definitely, and yes. I love Facebook. It's such a cool place. Now that I'm actually getting to the space where I can enjoy using it in a whole different way, and and one of those fun things is I get to meet people like you, and like Vanessa, and so many other yes. folks that I've recently yes. gotten to connect with. So how does it get even better? <laughs> Um, exactly, so, I agree. Yeah. Um, so I, I think maybe where we could start is let's let folks hear a little bit about you and what is it that kind of brought you to this place? I mean, I, I can, I think most of us can imagine, 
you came through an experience of separation and, and ending of a relationship. But I'd like to hear it in your words, a, a little bit about what what brought you into this work that you're doing now. Okay. Uh, basically, I went through separation about 15 months ago. Um, and during that process, it was, at, at the very beginning, there was a lot of emotions at the start. Uh, especially that with uh, with two kids involved, and at the early stages, I was lucky enough to get in contact with Vanessa, and during that time with working with Vanessa, uh, she just helped me to move forward uh, for me, but also had to move forward, you know, for my kids as well. And yeah. during that process, I I just you know found myself, um, and then at the end of the time with Vanessa, I thought. I might look into trying to move myself a bit more forward. So I um, took did a course for life coaching, and I basically mm-hmm. just signed up for the course just for me to, to help me. I never had an intention to do anything further. It wasn't about anybody else. And during that journey, I just kind of you know, I spoke to a few people about their relationships, uh, and it just kind of came on me, and I just felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. I suppose at that time with me, my headspace was uh, definitely better. And, yeah, it just felt comfortable. So I'm just going with it. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So now you're you're in Australia. And um, yes. for anybody who hasn't who, who didn't get that part, because I didn't mention it specifically, um, and there is yep. some interesting things going on in Australia. I think it's very similar things that are going on really – all over the world, um, but but in the case of the family courts in Australia, there are some some additional sort of challenges. Is that is that correct? Do you want to just say a little bit about that? There's a little pressure, uh, yeah, if the, I'm understanding it correctly. <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, with the court at the moment, there is. They're, they're basically they just got a lot of cases, and with a lot of cases comes uh, a lot of waiting. And during this process, you're dealing with emotions all over the place. And with the family court, it's just it's a it's a it's a time it's a time thing. And what I say to a lot of people, uh, best way to sum it up is that family court isn't in any rush. There is no rush to make a decision mm-hmm. um, at all. So and and that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Which is it, scary already, because mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it, it's scary because you've got a lot of people out there who just want to get their case resolved and move forward. Because let's face it, in the end of the day, it's all about the kids. It's mm-hmm. just for the kids, and in some cases, they're just getting dragged on now longer than they should. But again, that's just the court system currently. In Australia. Okay. And, of course, divorce and separation is already difficult. Um, so, uh, and and I also want to say, too, I, I do get a sense that for a lot of listening to the show, um, there's all kinds of conversations we can have around divorce and separation. There's all kinds of different perspectives. And I know that um, in the States, what I've heard a lot of is around 
um, you know, people typically are taking sides. And so, yes, we can make a case uh, for, for today's show. What we are actually looking at is more likely the perspective that for the fathers. And um, so for everybody who might be having a question mark around why aren't we talking about the moms or any of that, just letting you know, we're not about – we're not talking about taking sides, but we are the topic of today's show is what does the dad say? And this is something that I was not really privy to, or at least I wasn't really consciously aware of in a, in a very big way. Um, and I hadn't really given a lot of consideration to where are the fathers in, in these particular scenarios. And, Every case is unique to itself. I totally get that. And I really was not aware uh, until I saw post about the, uh, and I don't think I'm going to say it correctly, but it's the, the 21 dads or the 21 a week. Um, do you want to do you want to just mention that, yeah, Johnny? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's a little uh, and currently, an average of 21 fathers a week commit suicide in Australia due to family uh, issues. Um, mm. And that's, you know, just like through the courts or not out of the courts, but yeah, 21 deaths a week due to family disputes. And so that is suicide. Fathers. Suicide, yes. Wow. And, and that really struck me when yeah. I read that. Um, yeah. So so there is something going on, and I do believe that it shows up different in each state, in each region. Um, and at the same time, really, you know, when there are children involved, um, for the most part, I really get that people desire to have their relationship with their kids. And so what I'd, what I'd really like to invite our listeners to is today's conversation is really – not about focusing on the fathers to separate them from, you know, to make them better than or less than. It's really about including dads. Um, that's something that I see doesn't really happen a lot in in the big picture of divorce and separation. Um, we hear a lot of stories here about it kind of comes down to money and typically a, it, there's a common belief that or theory that when the dads have a great deal of money, they get basically get whatever they want. And, and that's not what this conversation, that's really not what this conversation is about. It's really about what does the dad say? So for you, Johnny, um, what was, when you, when, when you first were in that place of, okay, it was very clear the relationship was ending. Where, yeah. where did you kind of go? Like, did you feel like you had a voice? Did you feel like you, were able to even, or, or were you even, per, did you just sort of like go into outer limits? You know, I mean, it, it can be a shock. And in your case, you've shared on your videos, yeah, um, it wasn't, you were not the yeah. one that initiated the separation. So, so no, tell us a little bit about that. And that's, and that's a, yeah, and that's a, and that's the type of people I, I like to work with, is people who are actually being left. Mm -hmm. um, that's people who are dealing with a lot of change and changes of not being a family unit, you know, dealing with the not having the partner around anymore, and and that's a lot to do with at the start of a, of, of, you know, something that you're not you're not aware of or something that comes up, mm -hmm. and you know, the first thing that came up for me was, uh, and the systems that we have here in Australia were, before you go to court, you have to do you know, enroll in mediation, 
So that was the first step that I did uh, with the process. We did mediation, um, mm-hmm. and we did mediation. It's basically just you know a couple of people mutual, you know, the kids' best interest at, at forward, and we did that twice mm-hmm. um, in the six months. Mm-hmm. And then from there, of course, we could come to a final decision. Um, that's when they to the family court, which is unfortunate, but that, that's a pretty, uh So it's just not a matter of just when you leave somebody, you go straight to court. There's a process, you know, because in that day you want to keep, you, you want to be as you can, you know. In, you know and Johnny, system, we're you getting a little I mean? bit of, we're getting a little bit of static. Can you repeat what you said at the end of the day? You want to be able to, and what did you say? It kind of cut out. That's okay. At the end of the day, it's all about the kids. Do you know what I mean? So you want to keep the kids out of the court system as much as you can. And unfortunately, during that process, there's a lot of communication breakdown between both parties. Mm -hmm. And and, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And that's where you come in. (laughs) And that's where I come in, yes. Yes, because, uh, again, I'll come back to that emotion state that you first in when you get when you've been left and it's so easy to get caught up in the in the short wins or the short term stuff um but you you have to switch your mindset to the big picture um and then that would be true that little short you know mm-hmm. um battles that you do have at the start um because um in the, the day it's all about what the best interest is and if you could think long term, that's going to help you out mm-hmm. in the short term. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And, that, and that's the and that's the thing. I think you've got to if you can get to that stage, and that's the stage I like to work with with is just to get them to think long term. You know what I mean? And and yeah. that would definitely get them through that early stage. Yeah. Awesome. So I think this is a good time to take our first break and um wow there's so many directions we could go um but what we'll do is we'll take a break and we will be back to talk more about what does the dad say you are listening to living well on a2zen.fm i am your host keisha clark and i'm here today with the delightful johnny musamichi and we will be back in just a moment have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world? and to like yourself a lot more. Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. 
What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the UK, at 033-0001-0625. By Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. <laughs> Welcome back to Living Well here on a2zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and today we are talking with the delightful Johnny Musumichi. And Johnny is, and, and I'm going to let you say it, Johnny. You call, what is your, your tag name? Oops, are you unmuted, Johnny? <laughs> you have to unmute. Yep. And I've never done that, by the way, so you're the only one. Kidding. <laughs> Thank so you. What is, Thank you. What is your, your yes. tag name? <laughs> a best a best blokes mate during separation and divorce. Great. And kind of what inspired you to pull that for your tag, your 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 tag one? Help to some other people. A survey just to just trying to get attention. And uh, yeah, I suppose they make comfortable, and that's the battle in itself. The men actually opening up. So I suppose you've got to have something where they can relate to. Yeah. And bloke, you know, that's very, it's very Aussie. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, I like that. <laughs> it's Aussie slang, so that's where it comes from. Nice. Well. Nice. And now you also are a certified personal trainer. Um, you, you've done some pretty amazing things. I, I was reading your, your story on some of your articles on your website the other day, and um, you kind of have this really neat 
uh, toolbox or, or I don't know, if, uh, toolbox and your collection of adventures that you've had um, that yeah. that I think really contribute to this. Um, you you ha- had some experiences in your childhood um, where you kind of experienced some adversity. Do you want to do you want to bring that into the conversation? Are you? Because I I see that that yeah, lends yeah, itself to yeah. who you are today. So will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So uh, when I was a kid, I was, I was a beast mm-hmm. when I was a kid, um, and I just I suppose struggled with school in the sense where you know you like girls when you're when you're a kid, and I always struggled to to try and get a girlfriend, and I didn't have a, I didn't have a girlfriend until I was 21. Um, it was all new. Um, I had no confidence. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think the first thing that made me confident was I worked in retail. That got me out open talking to people. Mm-hmm. And when I was about 28, I just needed to... It was time for me to leave. I just needed to do it. And um, I went through the weight loss journey and I lost uh, nearly 30 kilos, so 28 kilos wow. in, that, in that time. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I just felt good. I felt great. And then I, I got myself into the... I studied to become a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And I got into that. And the thing is, too, is just an average person. Like, you know, a lot of people look at personal trainers as, you know, they've been fit all their lives or they competed in something or they played a lot of sport. And that's not me. Never played any sport. You know, never mm-hmm. done anything like that. And, mm-hmm. that. and a lot of people who join the gym could relate to that and yeah. and they're the people that I love to help because then I they know that I've been through a similar situation with their weight loss journey and yeah. when you have that connection with your clients it's a big thing that you know that, that builds that rapport and yeah and it builds friendships and, and things like that so and I, and I, and I love it you know I, I love that connection and it's made me a better person in myself and yeah. a definitely more confident person. Awesome. Yeah, so that was my journey to personal training, yeah. Cool. I love that you combine the two. I mean, they do seem really perfectly suited and, and really complementary to each other. Um, so that's another thing that I thought was really cool. Um, and and really, would so what is, let's do a hypothetical. Um, so someone comes to you to, to potentially be your client. And they're they're in that stage where it's all new, it's being really tough, they're having a difficult time. And so what are the, some of the first questions you ask or some of the first things you offer? I would like to share that with our listeners so that because uh, I think that's a, a big question mark for a lot of people is like, what do you say to people who are going through something that is really one of the most difficult or can be one of the most difficult experiences in our lifetime? So where do you begin? Yeah, I, I th- well, I, the best thing for me to do at the start is just kind of get a bit of a background mm-hmm. on, on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just to get get an idea of the story. And then once you, once you hear someone talk about their story, then you hear how they come across talking about it. And the two things I, I look for when I, when I hear it, it's either they're blaming themselves or they're mm-hmm. blaming the other partner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the first thing I always think it's not about the other person. Now, at the beginning, you're thinking, why did the partner leave the relationship? 
that's easy to blame or focus on what they did, you know, towards the end of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not about them, you know, it's about you and what yeah. you and how you can, you know, what you need to do um, to move forward. So, and I think once they understand that, uh, that that's definitely on the road to, to moving forward. Nice. It's just that change of mindset, yeah. Yeah. Now, I I noticed you also have, in, in your bio, I saw that you have, uh, you facilitate a group for both men and women. And so do you do any, do you involve any kind of role play or any type of, um, what particular tools do you really find work well as far as um, facilitating people to start speaking and communicating? Um, I kind of get a sense that that is one of the biggest Oh, crazy places in relationship, and especially when separation and divorce is happening, um, communication yeah. seems to break down even more. So do you have tools that you empower your clients with as far as communication skills in particular? With the group? Mm, with your group yeah, or with a, the individual? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So firstly with the group, I've got a group called uh, Separation and Survival for Men. And basically... The reason why I created this group was to have a safe environment for the men to open up. Because like I said before, they they don't open up as much as women do. And that's just a fact. They just, you know, yeah. they keep it bottled in. And first thing for them is just to get it out. Um, and once they start to talk about it, you know, it just helps. You know, there's not so much that depression or, or anxiety there. And they need to be heard by somebody and oh, yeah. and that's the first thing I that, that's why I created the group just for that safe environment uh, mm-hmm. for them to open up in you know in, in a positive way as well. It's not about getting on there and bagging the other person. Mm-hmm. It's just about um, doing that as well. And with the communication side of it, when I talk to one on one, just about you know having the communication boundaries as well. Emotions of separation, that things might come out or be said that regret later or down the track. So I always say to myself, be mindful of how you communicate that in the early stages. Now, especially yeah. if there's a kid involved, like I said before, yeah. you know, the communication should be kept to a minimum and with the focus of what's in the best you know, interest of the kids in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be challenging, I'm not going to deny that. But remember, your kids are looking to see how you behave. Yeah. And your behavior is an example for them. Yes. And and that, I, I imagine kids is really one of the priority hot buttons uh, for a lot of people. So it's really easy for tempers to flare. It's really easy for conversation to spiral out of control. Um, do, you, do you find that... Um, there are any ways in particular that, like, to to stay focused on, you know, because you you were saying keep the conversation short. Um, do you yeah. find there are any any particular tips for helping to do that? Like, if they start to feel themselves kind of go down that path and want to like get into an argument, um, what are some of the the ways that you teach your clients to avert that or? or stay focused on really what the priority is for them. Yeah, I think it's just a mindset when it comes to the communication. And 
what you're going to be wet on, but you can't get it right every time. Mm-hmm. You've got to be comfortable with it. Some days you might get it right, some days you don't. And in the day, you can't control what the other person says and what the other person feels or does. You can control what you do. So if you can yeah. kind of go in there with a positive frame of what you want to achieve mm-hmm. and and do the best that you can do and walk away, some days you're not going to get it right. That's okay. Just give yourself some feedback and say, okay, I have said that or shouldn't have done that. But the more you equip yourself with that, um, the better it's going to be in the end. Yeah. You've got to be that mindset of, you know, it's not about the other person, about you and how you act and how you feel. And, you know, the more you do it, the stronger you're going to get. Because it's going to be unfamiliar at the mm-hmm. start. Kind and, of like a muscle. <laughs> it's just, exactly. Exactly. Is that personal training term? Exactly. So, yeah, it's just about, you know, having that mindset as well of what you're going to achieve. And it might be doing things like, you know, if you're going to get the kids the next morning, kind of think to yourself, okay, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to say. Role play yourself, think it in your head, take a couple of breaths of the oxygen go through to your brain mm-hmm. and and go in there with a, with a positive um, mindset nice. and a positive yeah. outcome. And if you can walk away thinking, you know what, that's the best I've, I've done, I'm happy with that, then, yeah. you know, that's all you, that's all you can do. Awesome. Awesome. And that, I mean, it, it, and I get how that is incrementally also building confidence for those future conversations. Um, so we have another break coming up. And what I'd like to talk about when we get back, if um, if you want to be playing with some, some ideas over the break uh, and for our listeners, um, is when you, you talked about long-term the long-term kind of bigger picture, and um, I kind of yeah. like to get a sense of how do you if you if you like work. I don't want to say backwards. I just don't know a better term. You know, from that, and is that part of how you um, get your clients into that sort of game playing mode, or um, is it is it something else? So I'm really curious to kind of hear more about your process um, and. Yep. Also, I'm I'm curious about some of your some cases that might stick out in particular for you. So, um, so I'd love to have more of that kind of conversation when we come back. And so, we're going to take our next break. You are listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I'm Keisha Clark here with Johnny Musumichi, and we will be back right after these breaks. <laughs> have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. And I think we're back. That's going to be a short commercial break. <laughs> Welcome back to Living Well on a yeah on a to zen fm. I am Keisha Clark, and we are here with Johnny Musumichi, and we're having a conversation about what does the dad say, um, talking about some things 
with men in particular during the process of separation and divorce. And Johnny, if you have not already heard, if you're just joining us, is uh, a fantastic coach in the field of working with men through that time of separation and divorce. And he is the bloke's best mate during separation and divorce. <laughs> so, And I would imagine beyond that as well. Do you, do you have some cases yeah. in particular um, – like, is there? Have you had a, a really tough case yet of somebody that was just really invested in making it about the wrongness of what was going on, or really trying to not see their part in in the process of the separation? Um, and do you want to do you want to share that if you do, <laughs> or the parts of it that you can share? <laughs> yeah, at the start, you know, worked with someone who you know, it gets caught too much up in the emotional state and they they worry about the other part more than themselves. Mm-hmm. And 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 by them doing that they'll just sabotage themselves. Um and not thinking of in the day because they were so invested in what the other partner was doing, mm-hmm. um, they just start to lose themselves. So it's about pulling them it was about pulling that person back and focused on what they can do. Um and, and that was a that was a tough challenge, but in a day it was about like I said before, thinking of the big picture, controlling what you can do, not what the other person can do. And, and just you know, little steps. Um, you know, and, and it can definitely be done it can definitely be done. Just like I said, little steps and and be yeah. patient with it. And and like I said to that person that it's okay to feel down, you know, just feel that moment and, mm-hmm. and be present, but then find a way to get out of it. Like you sit, sit in it for an hour and really feel it, but then get up and do something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's okay to feel a bit down. Um, do you know what I mean? It's just a process that you're going through. Yeah. And but it's get the, the key is to get out of that get out of that feeling and go do something, you know? Go for a walk, yeah. go for a run, you know. Watch a funny movie, listen to your favorite music, something, you know, get your totally. mindset off it. Totally. Yes. And it's, too, wow. yeah, it's a different tool for that. Wow. So it, your your physical fitness, your your personal training world, kind of, do you ever draw pieces of that into your coaching and, like, you know, give your clients – um, particular tasks for those to, to really to be building that muscle, to be helping them um, get more oxygen to the brain at, on a physiological level, and then also to be redirecting their thoughts and their um, if they're having those points of view that it, it's all about the wrongness of the other person. Do you have some? Uh, do you, do you bring incorporate both of those parts of what you do into your your facilitation with your separation and divorce practice. Yeah, I, I touched on both. And you know, it's like I say, you know, in mind and body. So it's good to me to do have that advantage of being a personal trainer and having that fitness background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just helping them in that side of it as well. And it could be simple things like going out for a walk, you know, just to clear the mind and I even say it to clients I train lose weight, you know, everybody needs to do something where they just kind of relax and go for a walk mm-hmm. or something like that and, you know, or go for a run or do something as well. Yeah. Uh, so definitely the body side of it, but they've got to find something they feel comfortable with because it's about getting their confidence back. 
and feeling nice. good. And, oh, yeah. And, and then it's about the mind. And then it's about the mindset. And one thing I'm very, um, I, I believe in and I'm passionate about as well as the mindset in the sense of, you know, be grateful for what you have now. I reckon gratitude is a massive, nice. a massive tool that you can use at the start. If you can be yeah. grateful for what you have now in your life, then mm-hmm. that would change your mindset straight away. You know, be grateful that you're, that you have kids and it'd be grateful that you've spent time with your kids and, mm-hmm. and things like that because there's a lot of people out there who don't have that luxury. So if you can change your mind and be grateful for what you have now, yeah. uh, it's a powerful tool in itself. So I'm a big, I'm a big person for gratitude. I love that. Nice. I, I yeah. love to have those yeah. conversations. It seems to be a magical yeah. way to start or, or begin the process. Um when you have oh. gratitude. It's like you can't really be in judgment yeah. when you're in gratitude. No, you can't. Yeah. On a personal note, that's, that's a big thing. I just found that it just kind of got your mind changed and, and yeah. whatever way you do it. it yeah. To me, I think it's a, it's a fantastic tool and, and I've had great success with other people, you know, mm-hmm. in sharing that in that little tip as well. Yeah. And I find, too, that having gratitude for ourselves, and and I think you were alluding to this, it's like just being grateful for you and, and like all the places that you can so easily, or we, each of us, could so easily go into how we were, we didn't do it right, like we didn't do the relationship right. Yeah, victim mode. You get into victim mode. Right, and and because yeah. that's really not yeah. what it's about, you know, and and that right. isn't what going. It, it's not going to help you create forward motion, you know. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Right. So, wow. And is there is there something that surprises you that you find yourself surprised by um, with the work you do, like that? Is there something that you would have thought would have been really obvious to a lot of people that that actually isn't in in the in the whole world of separation and divorce? Anything that comes up for what do you? you mean? Like Sorry. Um, is there what, something? The day? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you. I guess just the fact that you do what you do, you you really find it. Um, like this is not difficult for you, is it? This like this came to you. It sounds like this really came to you and is easy for you in a sense. It's like you can do this with a a level of comfort and ease and it's very different from where a lot of people go when they're in the process of changing the relationship, their primary relationship. Um, So it could just be that. Maybe that's what I'm picking up on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I suppose... And at the start, again, it comes down to your intention at the start when you when you separate. But if I had my intentions at the start were to still try and repair the relationship, mm-hmm. and and that was something that I tried to work to do at the start. And I worked closely with Vanessa on that. And yeah, yeah so that that kind of changed my mindset straight away, and yeah, right. put me in, in in a better place. And and stuff, and I haven't I had people come up to be close friends, going, um, God, I would I would have lost it by now, or I don't know how you're staying so strong, you know. But in the day, wow. like you know, I had things I wanted to to do, and and that mm-hmm. definitely helped me to doing that. And 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's just at the tone where I am now because I've been strong for so long now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just so used to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, well, and you've developed those muscles. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Look, I have bad. Yeah, I have bad days as well. We all have those right. those struggling days. Yeah. That's why you have chocolate in the cupboard. <laughs> and um, I love it. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah, why I have chocolate in the cupboard too. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's my little little thing. When, when, when in doubt, I have chocolate. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's just yeah. We you know we're all human in the other yeah. day. We all have different emotions, but it's oh, how you yeah. control those emotions in your eat. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and is there really a right way to do this? I think that's where a lot of people stick themselves is. Like, there's supposed to be a right way. Well, the two places I can see primarily is that, first of all, as you were saying earlier, people kind of want what they want, and and they they can be very fixed in what they think should happen. And then, um, yeah, yeah and, and then people get into, well, there's a right way that this has to happen. Um, and, and it's like we nobody really knows why that's supposed to be the right way, but it's like there's really – what I see is there's no such thing as a right way to have divorce. You know, it's just, nah, it's, it's about there the way is, you can make. Yeah. It is yeah. unique to each of us as are many of our life experiences. Yeah. Wow. So kind of, I'm, I'm looking at like where we want to go. I, I know in your group with the dads, with the men, um, if you yeah. could share some things with women, um, sort of as an ambassador, <laughs> um, what are yeah. some things you would really yeah. like for women to know in in the whole divorce scenario? Um, some of your words of of wisdom, some of your words of inspiration, and maybe some things that just you find. Do you find there are things that women, in a, in a general sense, don't really consider? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, I think, um, just trying to gather my thoughts while you ask that question. The very first one that I definitely resonated with me was that how men and women, um, go with the grieving process. And when I've actually shared this insult with women, they've kind of gone, oh yeah, that's right. It's, it's so right. But they, it's about, you know, the women, um, you know, when they when they when they leave the relationship, you know, they've been thinking about, you know, for you know, at at least you know, six months prior, mm-hmm. um, or longer about, you know, the the relationship or leaving the relationship or not happy. And you know, women do the grieving during the the relationship and then when they've you know, they've had that moment they go, you know what, I need to uh, this is gonna finish they walk away and and they've grieved and and they've left. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the guy, you know, the men go, you know, just, I don't know what's happened. You know, she, you know, when she left, she had such a straight face. She was no emotion. And I think men and women can both take something out of that little um, insight because women have to understand that the men do their grieving when they've left. And the men have to understand that the women do their grieving during a relationship. And if each other can have that bit of insight, then they kind of understand, you know, then the women, women understand why the man's been emotional at the start or has so much emotion because 
it's time for them to grieve, and it's about giving it's about giving them the, the man some good space as well, and nice. and vice versa. The men mm-hmm. also give the women breathing space because definitely for a reason. So mm-hmm. you know, don't smother them or don't um, be there too much in the face. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you know, the relationship ended for a reason. It takes the tango, like they say. So each party has to be responsible for what's happened. It's not right. one person's fault. Yeah. It's both yeah. parties' fault. So yeah. that's an insight I'll share mm-hmm. with both men. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I find that one so powerful is that I've actually worked with women during separation and divorce as well. Mm-hmm. When I've shared that insight, you know, they've, you can hear their tone change. You go, oh, you know, that's, that's true. And mm-hmm. it, it does help them as well. So that's, that's probably my number one insight at the early mm-hmm. stages mm-hmm. after separation and divorce is just knowing what each person is going through at the very, very start of that, that, that relationship separation. Nice. Wow. Yeah. It's such a, there's just so much. It's a really, which is kind of weird that, you know, when we talk about in the world of divorce and separation, that can be such a difficult, challenging, unhappy overall kind of time. Um, and yet there's such a, a rich field of topics you can actually talk about and I guess I guess like some kind of an awareness I'm having is divorce is one of those interesting life situations we create that I for me I I see a lot of people when they choose to use it as a way to discover more of them or a way to actually become stronger um it can be just it can be another one of those choices we make to to do that um but it is choice like you're saying it's really about choice um awesome so we're going to take our last break and then we did have a question that came up in the chat i'll let you read that after while we're on break and and then we'll kind of uh wrap up this this particular conversation for for the moment anyway because there may be more conversation to be had in the future um so you are listening to living well here on a2zen.fm i am keisha clark here today with the amazing johnny musumichi and we're talking about what does the dad say and we will be right back after these messages (laughs) have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life what if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life. And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run, assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result, cannot change. 
The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the UK, at 033-0001-0625. By Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We are in the last few minutes of our show, and Johnny, this is the time that it typically flies by. So what I'd like to do first is just yeah. to ask you to let people know, is there a best place to find you if folks want to uh, talk to you, find out more about you, all of those fun things? Yeah, definitely. So I have a, a fan page called Johnny M. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely, if uh, you just, just search on Facebook and and click on like, and a great way to start connecting with me awesome. to send me a private message and mm-hmm. definitely can you know can can go forward from that definitely beautiful yeah. and we had a question in the chat room for uh, and so i'm I, I yeah. think it kind of ties into a great way for us to be bringing our conversation or at least this one to a close um and the question is what is the number one mistake that most men make during separation? I'm gonna let you take it away, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the number one. Uh I that you find. <laughs> the number one that I find is that men don't open up at the start. They don't they they find it hard to open up, which mm-hmm. just leads to if different everything else. And mm-hmm. the best thing and that, I suppose that's where I come with with the with the coaching side of it. So I create a, a comfortable environment, but also in the it's about moving them forward. So, and, and that's the best thing about the coaching side of it. It's just mm-hmm. about you know touching a bit of the past, but definitely moving yourself forward. And right. and that's the thing I find that men just don't open up. You know, they yeah. they don't open up enough at the time. Nice. And so that would be a lovely encouragement, I believe. There is a lovely encouragement to to men if if there are men who are listening to this conversation at whatever point in time they are. um, Let really, I'm just going to invite you, even if it's not anyone you currently know, um, please hear what Johnny's saying and reach out. Um, You know, we have Google these days. We have all kinds of ways to find, to do searches. And you also have Johnny here. And so, um, and and Johnny, you can, you talk to people via Skype and, or Zoom. I mean, you you can see people all over the world. They don't have to be in the Australian area. Great, great. Yeah, because we can now have conversations. 
<laughs> cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, and my pa- my passion. My- my passion is to move people forward. I have a big passion for that, and I just, you know, I want to try and help out as many people in that situation, and and do a, you know, a, a comfortable, safe environment. So my line is always open. Awesome, and you know, I love that. I'm just so I, I really appreciate you coming to visit, Johnny, and I, I, I appreciate the difference you are making in the lives of men and the difference you're making in the lives of their children. Um, and 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 then you know moving forward like the new relationships that that are available or become available the new possibilities of relationship that become available when you yeah. can really move through this process and come out of it a better person or more of you or with more yeah. confidence and so i'm so grateful that you are choosing this and being this so thank you on thank behalf you. of oh, me and lots of other people yeah. who who really <laughs> enjoy that this is happening in the world. And so if you would well, like to talk to Johnny, reach out. It's Johnny Mosamichi. And um, the cool thing about A to Zen is we have um, the links are hyperlinked on the replay pages. So if you are listening to this as a replay, which is most likely the case since we get lots of replay clicks, um, you can actually just look down into the body of the text underneath the replay image, and you can click on the link and find Johnny. Um, so we have about one minute worth of talk time, Johnny. Is there anything that we haven't said today or that you haven't said today that you would like to say um, for, for future generations, for posterity, for anything like that <laughs> before we go? Yeah, I, I think, that, again, probably touching on what I'm doing, I just think in the day, just have your kids' best interests at heart. And when you think long-term, think how you can, how you're going to talk about this to your kids when they they can remember and you can have that mindset during the process. Um, that's definitely going to help you in that side of it as well. Just because one day your kids are going to ask you what happened. Yeah. So just have that wow. mindset. Yep. Beautiful. So, wow. Thank you, Johnny. And thank you to everyone who's willing to no, ask you. a question. You're so welcome. And reach out. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. And have a great week, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening in today to Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark. You are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime, what would it take for you to be choosing more of the abundance and prosperousness of you and living well?